Coming up on this week's Book Guys show, we talk about Man of Steel. What is superdickery.com? And in America, do you read the book or does the book read you? Stay tuned, constant readers. show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. Hey, it's the Book Guys Show, episode 84. We're back again. We just finished recording a great audio podcast, Professor Allen, with Rob Kelly. We want to to tell all our listeners to go check that out. We'll put a link up right on the screen right here. Check it out. You can go to iTunes and get our, our audio version. We're going to do some specials like that here and there once in a while. By the way, in case this is your first time, my name is Paul Alves. Oh, we'll do the jingles today. Paul the Book Guy! <laughs> I know I'm, him. I'm joined, as always, by our good friend... Sir Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, live from North Carolina. What's up, guys? <laughs> and, of course, our other partner in crime, the one who looks doomish in the intro... Professor Allen! Yeah! Yeah! How's it going, Professor? Hello, Ball. Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> That's my evil voice. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Usually Love just it. my students get that one. <laughs> hey, we're going to jump right in, as we always do, to this week's... Book News. Dan Brown's latest, still number one. Inferno held on to the number one spot on last week's bestseller list, according to Reuters. Their list, which is compiled using data from independent and chain bookstores, wholesalers, and independent distributors, has put the novel as the top seller for four straight weeks. Nice, nice. You know, he's a juggernaut. You know, he's placed very well in the 7-Eleven. He's always at the front counter. The Dan Brown books are everywhere in the, you know, in the markets. He's going to sell a lot of, a lot of books. Uh, author Vince it, Flynn has passed away. Best-selling author Vince Flynn, who wrote the Mitch Rapp counterterrorism thriller series and sold more than 15 million books uh, in the U.S. alone, died Wednesday in Minnesota after a more than two-year battle with prostate cancer. According to friends and his publisher, uh, he was 47. And folks, men, especially men, after 30, get the, get the finger up the wazoo. You know, uh, don't die of shame. You know? Go, go to the doctor. It's okay. The thing, he wears a glove. Same. Uh, well, since all this stuff has been going on with the United States, they're spying on everybody everywhere. As a matter of fact, they're spying on you right now. You mean like, uh, Jimmy, you mean like the camera here, that camera, this camera, and the other camera, and the one in my phone? Yeah, that's why your, your iPhone's got a camera on the front and the back, and it's always pointing around. I tell you what. I throw a towel over that thing when I have it in the bathroom. But is, is that why you can't turn off the uh, Xbox Dunn's uh, camera thing? Oh, yeah. That's why you can't take the battery out of the iPhone. You know what we might do? 
just because I got a print shop here, we, we, we do die cutting. We're going to make some privacy labels with the Book Guys logo, little tiny, you know, removable, easy peel stickers. Well, uh, maybe we'll give them out to some, some folks, some of our listeners. They can, you know, put them over their phone camera. Is yeah, I used a little, remember, I don't know if you remember, uh, little toy kids had called color forms. They were like little vinyl peel stickers, and you put them yes. in different areas of like a scene. Well, I, my wife has some that she's had since she was a kid, and I stole one of them, and that's what I put over top of my really? camera. But with all this NSA, NSA stuff going on and the people's revelations and, and thing that people spying on and Big Brother and all, uh, coincidentally, sales of George Orwell's 1984 have surged 69% on oh, uh, 69, Amazon. 69, so. dude. 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, Just saying. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, of course, uh, Napolitano is re referenced as Big Sister. She's the one, uh, you know, putting all these spy programs together and the Homeland Security. But it really is the NSA that's doing all this. It's not Homeland Security. Cover your cameras, folks. Cover your cameras if you're doing something you don't want to get caught doing. Hey, guys, we're going to go well, move. I'm just going to jump right into the Superman news. All right, here. let's do it. <laughs> Books on film and television. I, I don't know what you're talking about, sir, Jimmy, the Superman thing, Man of Steel. Is there a little, is there a little wager I need to know about, too? <laughs> there is. I've got a wager with a certain uh, podcast producer over uh, whether... A Man of Steel is going to outgross Iron Man, uh, and we decided to go worldwide box office, not just the United steel States. Steel versus either Iron. Either way, <laughs> yeah, it's steel, it doesn't matter. Steel I mean, versus Iron. Superman I, I, had the they had the largest June opening ever, a hundred and what was a hundred and thirteen million dollars, a hundred and dollars, and it was like uh, that's huge. I think that's probably more than. All the other Superman movies made combined. <laughs> but, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the movie in a, uh, after we do the news, uh, Sir Jimmy. But uh, I still think I'm going to end up paying you the $20. I don't know if it's going to hit Iron Man numbers. But I do have to say that the action in that movie made the Avengers look like a romantic comedy. All I'm saying right now, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> was, the, uh, was that uh, 20 American or 20 Canadian? I just, I'm just curious. Either Whichever's or. higher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to talk that we can talk a little bit more about sort of the spoilers and, and the plot of Man of Steel. You said uh, a little bit later. I, I, I did want to talk a little bit about the, the fan reaction that I saw. Oh, absolutely. I followed, yeah, I followed just a small part of the Superman fandom, podcasters mostly, a couple of comics creators. Now, on now hang, hang on, Professor Al. Because you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're going to have to go end. into the, the whole spoiler cloister bell mode. Well, let's get the news I'm out of the not, way, just in case I folks want to listen to the news, and then we're going to spoil the you-know-what out of Man of Steel. <laughs> we're, it's going to be spoiled, but we'll let you know, folks. We'll, we'll give you the spoiler warning before we do. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Under the Dome? Coming soon? Professor yeah, Allen, yeah, what's we, happening? We, we talked about it a little bit before, uh, based on the work by Stephen King and produced by comic book writer Brian K. Vaughn. Under the Dome tells the story of what happens when an invisible force field descends on a small town in the Northeast because it's a Stephen King book, and that's where they all take place. Uh, the show premieres in the U.S. next Monday night on CBS. You know what they say, Professor Allen, write about what you know, and I don't think Stephen King's ever left Maine. I mean, really. He just, <laughs> that's he, the way it seems. The corner store, it's as far as he goes. You know, Bangor, that's it. It's all in Bangor, Maine. Oh, hey, comic book time. Comic books. 
It's all yours, Fred Allen. You're, you're the comic guy. Well, IDW has partnered with 20th Century Fox to bring Mulder and Scully back to comics. The X-Files returning to comic books with X-Files Season 10. And this is a model that uh, Buffy and Angel have both used successfully to continue their stories after the end of the after the end of the TV show. So X-Files Season 10 launches next week, picking the story up where the TV show and the second movie left off. I love the X-Files. I like to call this not after X-Files. This is the hiatus. Netflix. Exactly. If you're, if you're watching Netflix, X-Files, there's one for your repertoire. Fox isn't doing anything with it. Bastards. No. Hey, speaking of not doing anything with it, I just realized I have two Audible credits. I've been slacking off, boys. I gotta get some new new books on Audible, and we'll we'll tell our folks all about what is Audible. Audible, Audible.com is a great way to listen to books during the day, at night. I, you know, usually, I listen to most of my audiobooks at night. It was actually prescribed to me by a doctor as a cure for my insomnia, and it works. Not that the book is boring, the, you know, the great books, but uh, listening to an audiobook at night gets your mind off the day's uh, events or tomorrow's events. It just you know, puts you into a world. You're, you're in the book. You're immersed. Your eyes are closed. You're listening to the story. You're not thinking about the mortgage payments or what you got to do. And eventually, you'll, it'll knock you right out. If you have insomnia, check out Audible. If you don't have insomnia, check it out. It's great while mowing the lawn. So, Jimmy, when do you listen? We always do this. But we, well, uh, I like to listen when I'm driving, uh, mowing the lawn, when I'm shaving the chickens or painting the hedges. You know, anything where I'm out and about and, and I want to have... You know, I need, I'm doing something with my hands, but it's just, you know, something that's just uh, doesn't require a lot of thought. I, I found that if I get, do something that's too distracting when I'm listening to a book, I will listen to like 10 minutes and then realize I have no idea what happened. So I, I, I like to do it when I'm just doing boring stuff, you know, yeah. feel like I'm, I'm doing two things at once. Exactly, exactly. And uh, folks, it makes you, I was say, it makes you feel productive on the days when you really weren't necessarily all that productive. Right, <laughs> exactly. And uh, folks, you can try it out for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys or bookguys.ca slash audible. They'll give you one free book. Sign up. They'll give you a free book. If you, uh, you know, listen to the book and you don't really like it, before the month's over, the one-month trial, uh, you know, they won't take any money from you. That's it. And you can keep the book, too, which is kind of cool. Uh, and it works on all devices. Check it out, audible.com. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Man of Steel, and we are going to spoil the shit out of it. Now i got to bleep that. <laughs> Take two. Hi, this is Mer Lafferty, author of The Shambling Guide to New York City and host of the podcast I Should Be Writing. And you are listening and watching and feeling and experiencing The Book Guys Show. I, just, I want to do the twist every time I hear that. Book Guys! It's awesome. It's Want to do a little? What are we? Uh, what are we reading? And then talk Man of Steel. Absolutely. Let, why don't we do that? What, what are we reading? What are you reading, Professor Allen? Well, it's funny you should ask, because I'm just getting ready to start reading in honor of the man's 75th birthday, Superman from the 30s to the 70s. Very and nice. It's not like a super hardback. Exactly, and I, it's from the early 70s. Nice. And. And it's not the first comic that I had. It's not the first comic stories I ever... But it's the first comic stories I read over and over and over. 
because I had this hard cover. A uh, book came out like in the early 70s. I got it sometime in 74, 75. And when I say I got this, I mean I got this exact copy of it. I moved from place to place, college, apartments, nice. and houses. So this is stuck with me, and I'm going to – one of my summer projects. Folks, if I'm going like this, we, we got to fly in the studio. I don't know it what looks to do. in really good shape. It's probably worth some dough, isn't it? <laughs> uh, at least uh, $17.95. Oh, there you go. Wow, nice. that's what it started off as. <laughs> hey, Professor Allen, we got a little yeah. uh, synchronicity happening here. I, I've been reading Superman, The Complete History. Very cool. I, I, I should put some pictures on the website. Uh, I, know, I know Sir Jimmy, he likes to destroy books all the time. He carves holes out of them at freehollowbooks.com. He's the evil book guy, but I, I, I normally don't. Uh, you know, I like to treat my books nice, and you know, I don't. Uh, but this thing is so visual, and it is a complete guide to the history of Superman. But there's some brilliant uh, visuals in here that uh, I have to buy another copy of this, just because I am literally going to tear this thing apart. And I mean, every three pages, there's a piece of artwork, <laughs> like like look at that, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and and there's so many classic. Pictures of Christopher Reeve, uh, old comic, you know, book pictures. Uh, I mean, the George Reeves Superman. Uh, so many of these could easily end up on your wall. I think I'm going to put some of them all around uh, the Book Guys Show studio. So yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm he, when he first it. started, when he it. first started 75 years ago, all he could do was leap a tall building in a single bound. It <laughs> took him a few years to figure out how to fly. Yes, he was a he was a leaper. He was a jumper. Is there Jimmy anything on your on your plate this week? Well, I, I went to the post office today to mail something, and I just happened to take my little post office box key. Um, I wasn't expecting anything. It's usually just clear out the junk mail so they yeah. don't get you know upset with me for not doing. Well, you're, that. you're lucky. I, me, it's usually bills. I had one of those little uh, cards <laughs> in there that said I had a package. So I was like, oh, cool. So I went in, mailed my stuff, and had them. Uh, Brought, uh, bring out my package, and uh, I had uh, a book that was sent to me. I forgot that I had ordered this uh, quite a long time ago, The Geneva Decision, and um, I was about to start reading it, and my wife saw it uh, laying on the counter in the kitchen, and she Good said, God. is that for me? <laughs> I said, I said, guess it is. Yes, it is. Yes, honey, I love you very much. Happy Absolutely. anniversary. Yes. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Guys, let's, let's get right into um, well, normally I did have a Superman jingle. That was for other podcasts. I don't have one, but let's talk a little bit about Man of Steel. All right, Sir Jimmy, let's leave it. You're going to win the 20 bucks. We know that. We know that. But I got to say, uh, Professor Allen, oh, wait, I, we, we got to do this. Folks, it's going to be it's gonna be a spoiler, and the cloister bell won't ring. It won't ring. Oh. Hang on. We got a manually, we have a manual override. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. After manual override, here we go. Here we go. We'll get Spoilers. We get her done some one way or another. This is going to be very spoiler heavy. If you have not yet watched Man of Steel and intend to watch Man of Steel, see you next week. We're done. <laughs> We're going to spoil as much as we can and often and how. And how, Superman. Uh, I got to say, watching the movie... Uh, first of all, we got in 10 minutes late, but we didn't miss much of the Krypton stuff. We got right into the nitty-gritty of the movie, and 
And I say, this is the Superman movie I've been waiting for for a long time. A really long time. As a big fan of, of The Man of Steel, uh, they did it right. They did the Dark Knight. They Dark Knighted Superman, I think. But the question is, is Dark Knighting the Superman appropriate for Superman? He's not Batman. He's yeah, no, they, they, they didn't dark Superman. A lot of people think, oh, they darked Superman. They didn't dark him. They, they uh, made him more real, which is really what happened to Batman. They didn't make Batman darker. Batman's always been dark, other than Adam West series. He's always been dark. I mean, you know, he, he's, he beats the crap out of people for a living and doesn't get paid for it. He really must enjoy it. So uh, uh, Superman, they, they really made it more realistic. Uh, they're focused, they focused on the kid and his problems growing up, being omnipotent pretty much, and how he dealt with it, and made him seem more like a human being, a real, well, he's not a human being, but he, he's a real person. He's a real person. I mean, you can see even uh, uh, when, he, when he's, uh, as, as a child, again, we're spoiling, folks, as a child when he, uh, he's confronted with the bully, he doesn't fight back, but you do see that, you know, uh, just after that scene's over, that he's, the pole he's hung on to is crushed. Like, he's dying to knock this guy the frick out. You know, and, he, and even later in uh, the bar scene where uh, the, the guy in the bar is accosting him, and he still stands his ground, gets a drink in his face, takes it nonchalantly, no problem. And then when, when the guy who was bugging him, you know, he left of his own, he left, right? But when the guy leaves the bar, he looks up, he's looking for his, his, his 18-wheel rig, his rig's impaled on a tree. So, you know, something like you or I would do with superpowers like that, maybe we wouldn't, like, you know, beat the guy up or, you know, bash in his head. But on the way out the bar, I'm sticking his 18-wheeler up the tree myself too, you know? Made him more of a real person, I, I think, anyways. Uh, of course, the big controversy is, again, spoiler, he kills Zod. Well, Sir Jimmy, you might want to cover your ears if you're not going to watch it. Uh, so he's got, he's got Zod in a kind of headlock. And uh, for those of you who already obviously watched the movie, Zod's figured out finally how to use his fire beams. They're not laser beams, they're fire beams now. And his beams are just about to hit a family, children, women, men. And Superman's holding him and saying, stop, stop. And at some point he has no choice and just has to snap Zod's neck. And that's the big, that's I think that big... Uh, you know, hoopla now uh, about this movie is that, that well, you shouldn't, Superman can't do that. Superman doesn't kill. And uh, they had they had a, an interview with the producers, with uh, Snyder and Nolan. Uh, basically, they said, look, we wanted to leave that out, but we had to establish why he doesn't kill people. And there's the backstory. There it is. They, they said, we, we wanted to make a movie that was good for people who, who are fresh, who had never seen Superman before. Kids nowadays who don't know who the hell Superman is, you can't just have him come out the gate and be goody-two-shoes, doesn't kill anyone. You know, uh, they had to give him a reason why he doesn't kill anyone. And the reason he doesn't kill anyone is because he was forced into a situation where he had to kill the military leader, the last surviving, the second last surviving Kryptonian, the last of his kind. He had to kill him at that moment. He had no choice. And that's, establishing why he doesn't kill anyone i think that was a i think it was a bold move and a good move yeah a couple things first of all in 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 superman's early i mean early early 38 39 40 he was not averse to uh <laughs> to to dealing out <laughs> death in the early days so but but pretty quickly in his career 
it was it was established that he doesn't kill and and in the comics the one time uh, one time that he had a similar a similar choice to make in uh and actually dealing with uh with with uh kryptonians in the late late 80s I'm going to say okay um and he ended up killing three kryptonians three phantom zone uh, villains Yes. The way they dealt with it in the comic books was that he exiled himself from Earth for over a year, and the comic book stories were outer space sci-fi stories, and there was a sort of a point at which whether he'd ever ever come back to Earth. So I do hope that they deal with that consequence. I think they gave it short shrift in this first movie. I don't think there were many consequences. He sort of felt bad afterwards. But you know, I hope that there are some consequences either from the public not trusting him or some sort of uh, self-exile of some kind or something more that I, I, hope, I hope the consequences are moving. Because without that, I, I'd be disappointed if, if, if this is all we got of the consequences. Now, you know, uh, Christopher Reeve movies, yes, he did chuck them all down the, the pit in the... You know, in, in the Fortress of Solitude, but there is uh, bonus footage. If you get the you know the Blu-ray special edition DVD, that there was a scene that they were going to put in the movie where it shows Zod and, and company in a sort of like jail, in uh, uh, being tossed back into the Phantom Zone by Superman. But th- even then, even the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, they decided no, he chucked them down the freaking thing. Like no, yes, he he killed them. So yeah, There's anyone a, talking? Oh, well, he killed Zod. That's two less Kryptonians he killed in in, in the original movies. Yeah. There's a great. I, th- I, th- I think it's one of the one of the George Reeve uh, TV episodes from Adventures of Superman back in the fifties. I guess dun, 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 exactly <laughs> where he he leaves a couple of crooks of some kind, something on top of a mountain, and promises he's going to come back and. As soon as he flies off, they try to climb down and fall to their death. I mean, basically, he killed those guys. So, it's not it's not new ground totally. But I, like I said, I, I do hope that there are some some consequences that are manifest in the next movie. I, I love the, the George Reeves series just in general. I mean, I mean, he would be like the last guy you'd pick to be Superman today. I mean, he, he's got like my physique. He's got like barrel chest, you know, a little bit of a beer belly, wearing that brown suit that he wore because it was black and white back then. So he, he actually wore brown and grays funny oh my god hey let me ask you a question guys as, as somebody who doesn't know uh nearly as much about superman you were saying that uh he had spent uh like a year in space and whatnot it got me thinking of a question does superman have to eat he doesn't have to but he enjoys it <laughs> how about that hey. i like that <laughs> he's, he's more like a plant all he needs is some sunshine that's it. Okay. Now, now, for folks thinking that Superman's not a dick, Superman is a dick. And I'll prove it right now. Sir Jimmy, even for a non-Superman fan, check this website out. Superdickery.com. This guy has cataloged every instance of Superman being just a freaking dick. And it's funny from, you know, wearing... Mostly, mostly to Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yes. Well, and Batman sometimes, forcing Batman to wear a pink Batman costume. And there's been a lot of moments... Especially in the Jimmy Olsen comic books, which is more of a lighthearted, you know, almost like Batman 1960s style comic. But he's a dick. He's a dick sometimes. And wouldn't you be a dick? I'm just saying. Once in a while. 
Uh, but yeah, big box office uh, action start from start to finish, pretty much. Uh, very alien, sci-fi. I mean, thousands of people die in this movie. You don't see that anyone really die in the movie other than the Zod. But, I mean, as they're fighting throughout the city, I mean, we're talking like at least 100 9-11s happened. Like, buildings I collapsed. I mean, you never hear that Metropolis was... Uh, you know, evacuated. So every building I'm watching, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Buildings just falling everywhere. Unbelievable. I, I would like a, I, I, I would have liked him to have stopped at one point and got a cat out of a tree, or you know, helped a little <laughs> old lady across the street during all of that, uh, all of that violence, just to show he's still, he's still the, you know, the Boy Scout at heart. Yes. And has. Has has a glimpse of that uh, well, heroic. Uh, I think we're going to see that in in Man of Steel too, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, they'll add a little bit more yellow to the crest. It was a little too gray and dark. I mean, they went a little bit overboard on that. Like, look, look at the difference. Yeah, this is why I kind of brought these guys. I had to glue his head back on. I don't know what the hell goes on here in the weekend here at the studio. Two men got beheaded, but he's he's back. But look at the difference in color. Unbelievable. And this toy here actually has some yellow. Uh, that this is actually brighter than the actual movie. What a difference! Look at that. The color schemes, unbelievable. How you know different it's gone. Not as black as the cartoon guy, but. Uh, Paul, uh, that's not a toy. We call them action figures. Ah, yes, yes, action. It's not a doll. It's an action <laughs> figure. This guy's gonna sit right here on the microphone. Maybe uh, Sparky, uh, Sparky back. Maybe uh, the Wonder Cat yeah. took off Superman's head. Don't talk to me about Sparky, and children, mm -hmm. cats. <laughs> Someone let her out of the studio and she had a good time, I'll tell you. Oh, have... yet again. Yeah, so I think Sparky and Fluffy are coming back to the studio. We're going to let her keep one kid. The other one's adoption. Adoption. See you later. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. We adopted one. And you know what? I got to say, Humane Society, unbelievable. I had to fill out more paperwork to uh, have these cats spayed and neutered. Then I had to, like, you know, when I brought my dad to the hospital, you know, when he was, like, dying of cancer. Like, literally, I, I had to fill out, like, seven-page forms for, what's the cat's name? What's its favorite television show? Like, it's a cat. Spay the freaking thing. <laughs> you can blame Bob Barker for that. <laughs> it's, it's all Bob Barker's fault, uh, fault pretty much, yeah. We're going to go into, are we, are we done with Superman? We're done. I mean, Superman, there it is. Man of Steel. Go watch it. Don't watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's fun. A lot of fun. Great fun. Action. At least 100 9-11s happened in that movie. They, they wouldn't have made this movie in 2002, I'll tell you that much. More buildings collapse than you can shake a stick at. Uh, we're gonna get how, long, how long has Superman been on Earth anyway? 33 years. Oh, that's what, I was wondering about that. Yes. Before Same we, as Jesus. Hang on, before that, we that's get... a magic number. Before we get into technology, we had a little uh, chat about, is it World War Z, World War Z? I've got an audio clip, guys. This is Brad Pitt at the premiere. And I would like to introduce the most, you know, inspiring artist I've ever worked with, my collaborator on World War Z, the star producer, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. from Brad Pitt's mouth. World was War he Z. pandering? Was he in Toronto? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it was. Actually, it was in no, he was in New York New York City. New York City. New York City, World War Z. There you go. Take that, Americanos. <laughs> With that, let's get right into it.
lightning technology. Oh, speaking of technology, guys, episode 80 is coming out in a couple days. Doctor Who special, lots of fun. Daleks, you get to see behind the scenes how the Daleks operate, what they're made out of, how he gets the guys get into them, uh, how they're put together, what's inside. Stay tuned, folks. We'll put up episode 80 soon. All of that's, the doctors. That's, that's good, Ball, because as a certified public accountant, business and finance professor, it's driving me crazy <laughs> that we've had episode 81, 82, 83. And now 84. And maybe 84, 85 before 80. <laughs> Absolutely. So you actually, you actually get to see inside the little trash cans? Absolutely. It's really cool what's in there. you got to see it, folks. Check it out yourself. Episode 80. You know, you see how the wheelchair controls work, uh, the voice controls. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Looks uh, like a trash can with a Vuvuzela. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Silence! Do not talk that way about the Daleks. All right, so uh, we've got one tech story this week, and that is New DRM will give each customer a different ebook. The next ebook you buy might not exactly match the printed version, and those changes are there to make sure you're not a pirate. Arr! Uh, German researchers have created a new DRM feature that changes the text and punctuation of an ebook ever so slightly. So there might be one period that's just a space off from the other period, or there might be a comma that, again, it's just spaces, little punctu, little, you won't notice it when you're reading it, but your book will be pretty much distinct and uh, the only copy that is in that format. Uh, it's called SIDIM, which Google translates to Secured Documents by Individual Marking. The changes are unique to each ebook sold. These alterations pretty much make a digital watermark uh, that can be used to track books that have been uh, have had their DRM stripped because you know you can you can just software you can download. You have DRM book, download software, it takes the DRM off. But now if you put that on Pirate Bay, that punctuation, that book is pretty much it's Sir J is Sir Jimmy, and uh, they'll trace it back to you just by reading the book. This is you know Sir Jimmy's book. And you're screwed. So, so if you, what if you take this this book, and then you print it out on your printer? Then you've got the digital watermark, and then you've got your printer's secret watermark. That yes. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but every printer, you go don't. print money on your printer, they can find you. A lot of people don't know that every color printer today, pretty much has a, a digital watermark. It's unique to that printer serial number. Uh, like I've, I'm staring at one. It's right just behind the camera there. I have one of the, the big cannons. Uh, it's internet connected, wireless. Uh, if anything I print, it'll put little dots that are almost invisible. You can't see them. If you look at them without a magnifying glass, you won't see the little dots. But there's little, like, very faint yellow, blue dots in the background that identify your printer. So if you, know, if you print out a note that says, Hey, Sir Jimmy, you're dead. And you send it to Sir Jimmy, and he gives it to the authorities, they can trace it back to your printer, and if your printer is an online connector, like most of them are now. Oh, yes. We would like to speak with you. Uh, and also, and, also the uh, modern printers, just because I, I know kind of stuff about the printing industry. Uh, if you try to copy uh, certain documents, let's say, like, for example, I don't know, the Canadian $20 bill. That's how I'm paying you, Sir Jimmy, by the way. <laughs> Scanner, printer. That's no, going to no, be but it, Actually, if you do try that with a modern printer, not only will it not allow you to uh, print that 20, it'll, it'll screw it up somehow so it doesn't look right. It'll also uh, rat on you. <laughs> so, Be warned. Be warned. And you know what? 
you shouldn't be stripping DRM out of the books. If you don't agree with the DRM model, don't buy DRM books. Go to your local bookseller. That book has no, this has no DRM. Let, let the market decide. Let them, that's why I'm switching to PS4, because Xbox is putting DRM. I know what happened to all my Xbox, Microsoft music when they shut off their servers. It went away. And I'm pretty sure that when the Xbox 3, whatever they're going to call it, comes out, they're going to shut off all the Xbox One servers. I'm switching to PS4. I'm going Japanese, boys. Sorry. Love to give money to your American company there, but they're spying on you, and I don't like that either. So Microsoft, screw you. <laughs> don't agree. spy on us. And an interesting fact, guys, just because as I, I remembered when I was putting this book up today, we moved around stuff in the studio. Steve Jobs' um, autobiography. Microsoft did not participate, uh, sorry, Apple did not participate in the NSA spying program until after Steve Jobs' death. So he was vehemently against this. He said, no, we're not spying on our customers unless you let them know that you are spying on them. And yes, Steve Jobs. it's a very different company now. We miss you, Mr. Jobs. I mean, and, uh, now, and now he's gone. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Oh, guys, it's going to be a quick one this week, I think. We've been doing podcasting for at least five hours now, so we can't go too late with this uh, book, guys, show. Is there anything I forgot? Chris Round, you had a, a, an audible. Hang on. I did. The other, the other book I'm reading, I just started about, I'm about a third of the way through the uh, audible version of uh, a book that uh, came out a few years ago, one of J.R.R. Tolkien's works that his son finished up. And put out a few a few years ago, the children of Hurin, uh, read by Christopher Lee, and listening to that for a couple hours, I've now decided I want Christopher Lee to read everything. Nice, and you know we'll take a quick listen, folks. Remember, go to audibletrial.com/slash/bookguys. You can listen to this for free. We're going to play the clip right now. No war. Her love was given to trees and to the flowers of the wild, and she was a singer and a maker of songs. Two months only had she been wedded to Huor when he went with his brother to the Nirnaeth Arnoediad, and she never saw him again. But now the tale returns to Hurin and Huor in the days of their youth. It is said that for a while the sons of Galdor dwelt in Brethil as foster sons of Haldir their uncle, after the custom of northern men in those days. They often went to battle with the men of Brethil against the orcs, who now harried the northern borders of their land, for Hurin, though only seventeen years of age, was strong, and Hor the younger was already as tall as most full-grown men of that people. On a time, Hurin and Hor went with a company of scouts, but they were ambushed by the orcs and scattered, and the brothers were pursued to the ford of Brithiach. There they would have been taken or slain, but for the power of Ulmo that was still strong in the waters of Sirion. Wow. He's got yeah, I want him reading everything. Wow. I mean, it, it, it almost reminds me of, like, uh, Sir Sean Connery. He, he's got th this powerful voice. Very nice. Very nice. You guys, what's A little going bit on like this? Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a good way. But in a good yeah. way. Uh, what do we got next week, Fresh Round? Who knows? Surprise. What, what, 
our our viewers can come back in a week and find out if they want to know. They can. We'll be back next hey, week. Do, do we have Bobby Oliver coming here in a few weeks? Bobby Oliver is coming soon. She's just waiting for uh, for a book to be out. You know, she's doing the self publishing thing. So, uh, you know, she's got some things going on, and that'll be fun. Maybe we'll have her on. You know, it'd be awesome. This would be like the nine eleven of book podcasts. Bobby Oliver, Brian Brushwood, Justin Robert Young. <laughs> Done deal, buddy. <laughs> oh wow. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's been another great week, guys. We're building the studio. If you build it, they will come. Still got some more stuff to do in the background there. Man of Steel, go watch it now. Go, go, go. Buy two tickets in case you lose one. See you next week, folks. Bye, Professor Allen. Bye, Sir Jimmy. So long. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guys Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel.